I was driving on a brief errand yesterday, and as I was about to pass a driveway, someone pulled out in front of me and then proceeded to drive excruciatingly slowly along the same route that I was planning to take. I missed two stoplights that I would have otherwise made and cost me time and frustration without any apparent upside. The Rambam outlines that uh, Yisurin, loosely translated as trials or tribulations, sometimes as suffering, can be an integral part of the teshuva process. And in Hilchot Teshuvah, Perak Aleph, Halacha Yud Aleph, he states as follows. Avar al-kretot umitot beitin. If someone violated a uh, mitzvah, the punishment for which would be karet, which usually means some type of being cut off spiritually, umitut beitin, and resulting in the uh, punishment of, of death by the court system. Those are two different uh, two different examples. The asa teshuva, and the person does teshuva. Teshuva v'yom hakipurin tolin. So teshuva, the process of return and correction, and the experience of Yom Kippur, tolin means is suspended or are have a tentative effect. V'yisurin haba'in alav, and the trials or tribulations or suffering that a person experiences, gomrin lo hakapara, complete the process of kapara, atonement or erasure of the of the sin. Ula olam. And a person is never able to achieve complete kapara until he experiences the sufferings or trials or tribulations or frustrations. And regarding these, it was stated, this is a pasuk from Tehilim, and I counted their... Uh, crimes or their transgressions with a rod or a stick, uvin ga'im avonam, and with stripes or with uh, sickness, I counted their errors. So, if someone has completed the process of teshuva and observed and engaged in Yom Kippur properly, why is something beyond that necessary to achieve kapara, atonement? What exactly is the definition of Yisurin? And what, what is the role of trials and tribulations? So, interestingly, the, the Gemara and Erechin Daftet Zayin Amud Bet discusses this topic, and it reads as follows. Ad hechan tachlit Yisurin. What is, I guess, the minimal definition of Yisurin? Amar Rabbi Elazar. So Rabbi Elazar says, "Kol she'argu lo beged lo bosh, ve'ain mitkabel alav." So someone ordered a, a a piece of clothing to wear, and it didn't fit him properly. So that's Rabbi Elazar's definition, I guess minimal definition of of yisurin of uh, of trials and tribulations or frustration. Matkifla Rava Zeira, Vitema Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni. 
So Matkif again means it's actually an objection that's raised. So Rava Zaira and some say it was Ruby Shmuel Barnachmani raised an objection to this. Um, and they said Gidola Mizu, even more so than this. Amru, they said, Afilu Nitkavnu Limzog Bechamin Umazgulo Betsonen. Even if he asked for a, a hot drink and they poured him a cold drink. Bitsonen Umazgulo Bechamin. Or he ordered a cold drink and they poured him a hot drink. And you went so far as to say it had to be a person ordered this clothing and it didn't fit right. So in other words, they're objecting and saying, no, the minimal degree of Yisreen is actually something much smaller. Mar Berei de Ravina Amar, so Mar the son of Ravina said, even if he uh, had his shirt inside out. That's a, another example of a small type of Yisurina frustration. It doesn't seem to be that he is disagreeing with the previous one. It seems like he's giving another example. Rava, v'itema Rav Chista, v'itema Rabbi Yitzchak. So Rava said, some say it was Rav Chista, some say it was Rav Yitzchak. V'amri la b'matnita tana. And some say it was actually a tana that taught, afilu hoshit yado lakis litol shalosh v'alu biyado shtayim. Even if he put his hand into his uh, bag or his purse or his pocket and he wanted to grab three coins and instead he grabbed two, that would be enough to meet the minimal criteria of frustration. Now the Gemara continues and it says, Dafka shalosh Specifically, if he wanted three and he ended up with two, but if he wanted two and he ended up with three, low. That wouldn't count as uh, the type of frustration we're talking about. Because it's not, not a bother to really put coins back. Apparently, it's not anything that, that uh, sets back at all. There's a certain degree of frustration, and they're saying that that's below the threshold. If you pulled out three coins, you only wanted two. All right, so you return one back. And what do we need all this for? The Tanya... Debei Rabbi Yishmael, for the house of Rabbi Yishmael, said, Kol sha'avru alav arba'im yom below Yisurin, kibel olama. So anybody that has 40 days pass without any degree of frustration, is uh, it's, it seems to imply he's receiving his reward in this world, which isn't, uh, which isn't a compliment. It means to the exclusion of receiving an ultimate reward in the future. He's getting his reward in, in these small, small ways. Bima'arava Amri, and in the West, in uh, in Israel, they would say, Pur'anot Mizdamenet Lo, that uh, consequences or some sort of punishment is uh, is being prepared for him. So that's the Gemara in uh, in Erechen. And it's, it's a strange Gemara, because I might have expected the Gemara to list all sorts of serious troubles we experience as human beings. I wouldn't have thought that the barista getting my latte order wrong and iced versus hot would be included. So let's try and define what is exactly the basic definition of Yisurin, these small trials and tribulations, and why is it essential to the process of kapara, of atonement, 
And I guess finally, what exactly is the problem with having 40 good days? So in a shear that uh, Rav Soloveitchik, the Rav, gave in 1969, I believe it was on air of Rosh Hashanah, he explained that Yisurin are frustrations and setbacks we experience in everyday life. They don't need to be great hardships. The simple hassle of getting the wrong drink or not getting the right pocket change is sufficient to constitute Yisurin, uh, these frustrations. Even these, minor and trial, even these minor trials and tribulations challenge a person's default concept that they should get everything that they want and that the world works according to how they want it to operate. The Rav goes on to explain that we should treat these frustrations as mechaprin, a form of atonement. These haphazard and insignificant episodes that make a person uncomfortable and frustrated can serve a higher purpose. They are an opportunity to accept a divine will outside of ourselves. The Rav said, interestingly, there is no teshuvah without korban. There is no change without sacrifice. Trials and tribulations provide an opportunity for authentic sacrificial action to give up some of our desires that the world work according to our will. So it's, it's certainly an interesting idea that the Rav is putting forth, and it really shifts our perspective on how we deal with these frustrations, and why they are frustrating is because they challenge many of our underlying, maybe deep-seated assumptions for how the world, how we think the world works, or how we want the world to work. And the Gemara really outlines these very minor things, and then it does say at the end, why, why, what's the problem with going 40 days without Yisurin or any frustrations? So apparently that's simply not the way the world operates. We all experience regular frustrations, and it's a part of the fabric of human life. The sages noted that if someone does not experience frustration during an extended period of time, something must be amiss. Perhaps he's receiving an unseemly worldly reward to the exclusion of uh, ultimate reward or he's blind to the world around him. We would expect such an attitude to have later consequences of some sort. The Maharsha actually also adds that 40 days without frustration means 40 days without the, the opportunity to engage in Teshuvah, and that indeed these frustrations are really our prompts to change our attitude. Because when our attitude rubs the wrong way with reality or bumps up against reality, that lets us know that perhaps something about our attitude needs to change. So in summation, Yisurin, these frustrations, provide a lesson in how the world operates. They uproot a sense of selfishness, which lies at the root of many of our own erroneous ways of thinking and operating. They challenge a person to face their own attitudes, which may serve as a catalyst toward personal growth and development. These minor frustrations can be meaningless, or they can be infused with meaning. Wishing everyone a Gemar Chatima and hopeful that our experience and frustration can contribute as part of the Teshuvah process to achieve Kapara, a complete atonement for our errors.